the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. At the end of our um, last session, uh, you guys had basically you had gone back to the blight and kind of taken stock of where you were, what some of your goals were that you wanted to accomplish going forward. Um, and kind of, you know, thought out a few different ways to go. Um, Farrell was not there, uh, which was not something that you necessarily expected. Um, nor was Duster Crack, who you had also expected to see. Um, and then Dobermeal, of course, was not there either. But you, you knew, you know, he had gone to um, to uh, the Adamantine Isles to raise a fleet. You got a huge intel drop that I'm not going to go over again because time. Um, and that was basically it. You were you you had you know some time to kind of figure out what you wanted to do and kind of go forward with your with your lives. So that's basically where we're going to pick up. All right. So, do is it is has any time passed or? Um, I mean, you guys have the only thing you had that was kind of time sensitive was you had about four weeks um, <clears throat> before you had to do something. Well, I guess you don't have to do anything, but you had about four weeks until that underground army was going to be uh, at Alftrag or at the, you know, the Underdark under Alftrag. So that was the only really time sensitive thing. Uh, but you, right. know, you do know that, you know, World events are happening. So, well, my character is going to spend most of his time stuck in the lab, nose deep in creation. Okay. Like the type where basically I wanted to invent that energy drink so I could use it <laughs> 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 to get as much as I could done and set up the lab and test things out. I'm going to want to get the, um, there's a firing range, so I want to get some targets purchased and some stuff like that and we can do this off game if you want like how much that would cost but basically you get the chemical stocked the which you said i think they already were um somewhat but maybe get some more um set up the range so i can practice the things that i'm building um and that's that's it that's pretty much me were you going to start working with the demon ash and the mithril to uh Yes, I want to, well to start constructing the gun. Yeah. yeah, I want to start constructing the gun, but I want to get that ring done first because that's just my first attempt at trying to enchant something with an idea I have because I don't want to screw up the gun. So I really just wanted to try to make something so I could be like, okay, I, I, I think I'm kind of getting how to do this. Now I'm going to test this on something bigger, more complex. Okay. So that's uh, me. I was going to spend as much time as I could reviewing and reading up in the uh the actual pyramid so whatever okay. i can get my hands on any documents any stories any histories about kelimvor or the blights both both of them okay uh, make an investigation check for me Uh, investigation check. I got a three. Yeah, I mean, you're spending a lot of time in there, but it's because you don't quite know what you're looking for. 
and because there aren't a lot of mentions, you know, this the city and presumably the the books that were already here don't have a ton of mentions. Um, the the city was not, you know, it's not like this was Kalimvor City. It belonged to the Tabaxi before Ferals arrived. Um, you find a couple offhand mentions here and there, um, but nothing nothing real solid. And you, can you also, remind us what what's the name of the city? Uh, I don't think I ever actually named it. I went back through oh. my notes. Okay. Um, well, not that I didn't name it, but I didn't share it with you. Gotcha. Um, totally a Christmas maneuver. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you, you kind of feel what, for what's a city it? that supposedly is home to a full cult, you know, devoted to your god. It's actually there's a striking lack of of information beyond what you've already found. Uh, almost as though it's being either withheld or segregated to a different portion of the library or something like that. So what is the name? Are you still going to keep that? <laughs> I'll figure it out and then I'll share it with you. <laughs> oh, I see. I got you. Okay. I got you. I thought you said you had it, but you forgot to tell us. And then you were like, <laughs> I, was, I mean, that's what I said, but I was kind of covering my own ass. I haven't, uh, I haven't thought that one yet. I will send you my giant list of names if you'd like. I have like no, 12 pages. Okay. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, that's that's so what I'm know. doing for the time that we are here. Okay. I know Rolthor was spending some time doing some investigation of his own uh, that he's kind of doing off panel. Um, he actually decided to take a little, um, a little, uh, what, do you, what do you call it when teachers go? Sabbatical. 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 Yeah. He'd take take a little sabbatical. He left for about a week, and that's actually he's gonna be gone during the course of this evening's um uh happenings. Uh and then same for Croker. Croker was actually called away by the Phantom Blades, which hasn't happened in months. Um and he just kinda you guys woke up one day and there was a note that said, I'll be back later. And that was like three days ago and no sign of him since then. Um, will will um, Rolthar be around enough if I wanted to ask for some of his magical help in the creation of some what I'm doing? Or is he going to be no, gone for actually, the whole time? He's gone, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like he, then, he teleported away. Oh, he's... Gotcha. Yeah. He yeah. poofed. He poofed. So, Alex, when you're doing your studying, will you have any time away from your studying? Or are you going to be like nose and book the entire time kind of gone? No, that's fine. I would take breaks and come back to the layer and things like that. All right, cool. I'll use Alex for my assistance and sorry. Chris, did you get my text? Of uh, the background? Yeah. Yes, totally. Okay. Thank you. All right, cool. I just looked over it. Okay. So Otham and Brad Axe, is there anything you guys would like to do uh, with the with a few days before you decide to take off? Um well, um, I want to uh, probably uh, spend some time, again, contemplating this axe and the that kind of bond that I've had with it, um, trying to understand more this sort of tie to my, uh, the Reaver King, um, trying to just sort of... <sighs> come to grips and understanding with that. In addition to my standard, you know, working out and 
eating cheese wheels and such. Well, you're very happy because your boy Sprinter um, stocked the place with cheese wheels. He remembered that of you, and and you have you have a few different varieties, some smellier than others. Probably the smellier the better, if I had to guess. And uh, you know, all is good. He is a boy um, of good taste. Yeah. You do receive, and, and these are brought to you by the um, the bears of the pals, pal, so the, the kind of higher-end Reaper monks. Um, every now and again, they, they kind of bring you word on Dobermy and mm-hmm. just, just kind of these missives or short messages that he's sent. Um, and they kind of paint a picture of uh, the Black Fleet is not at the Adamantian Isles yet. Um, but you know, they have intelligence that they're kind of sailing the dragon turtle sea and kind of coming around and, and heading northerly in a northerly mm-hmm. direction toward the, uh, toward the Adamantian Isles. Um, and that they have been reeving up and down that coast, uh, of the mainland, mm-hmm. um, and basically taking what they need to build ships, um, and then finding the people that they can, who are either willing or, or, um, for the right price able to join them to man those ships. And you get the idea that they're building a Navy um, and he keeps referring to a leader, uh, but he doesn't ever give a name of the leader, but it's, it's clear that he's kind of uh, an important figure with the resurgent Oroch Titans, but he's not the, uh, he's not the big boss. He's not the, not the mm-hmm. Admiral or, or Commodore or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How about you? I'm uh, looking for. You said I thought you said. Well, hold on. A second. Well, I thought you said that there was some uh, some bugbears that I may have seen here and there. Was that that correct? There. Yeah. I mean, the city. You know, it's it's got a decent population of the goblinoid races, of which bugbear is is considered. I thought one. that's what you'd said. So yeah, um, um, the trouble the trouble you run into is that most of them in the city have, have removed their tongues. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I'm sure we can still communicate in some manner. It's just not going to be as fluid. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would like to, uh, you know, over the course of this time, I'm kind of seeking them out and trying to just trying to to uh, not necessarily assimilate, but you know, make some connections of some sort, some kind of positive uh, connection with my, my brand of folks. Um, Also, uh, if there's any kind of Druid activity, I'd like to seek that out. And uh, you know, if I'm, I'm, I always have my eye open for Druidic writings on doorways and that sort of thing that might lead me to some Druids. Uh, make and well, first make a performance check for your communication with the uh, with the other bugbear, and uh, um, and then make an investigation check. And that is a fifteen for my performance. Okay. And what was the other, please? Uh, investigation investigation and that is a 20 non-natural okay so you are able to have some kind of 
you know, it's, it's kind of like playing charades with someone who can't yell the answers to you. Um, so it's difficult. Uh, but you do get the idea after, you know, kind of drawing, um, you know, drawing some loose versions of the continent, you know, maps of the continent in the sand and things like that. You get the idea that they're kind of, they're from um, the north. And hang on just a second while I pull this up here. Um, kind of in the area um, that's kind of far north of the Blight in some of the coastal lands south of Dundalin. That's about the best you get, though. Um, you don't know of any real cities up there, any any countries or, or you know anything like that that would be full of bugbear, but you, you get the idea that's kind of where they hail from um, and that they left due to something bad up there happening. They, they kind of were on the run um, from something. Uh, it's, it's and and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't have my notes pulled up quite yet. What, what was, okay. you said uh, north of... It's kind of north of the Blight, but south of Dundelin, D-U-N-D-E-L-I-N, which is a major city uh, far to the north, kind of in the the glacial areas, almost what would be like Greenland or the North Pole. Um, sure. You know, so an area basically covered in sheets of ice. Um, there are a couple of other cities up that way, but these these are not city folk. Okay. And then as far as the druidic stuff, um, there's there's not much. I mean, you know, you, you come to say hi to Crown Thud over in the library and, you know, bring him a sandwich or something in the middle of the afternoon and and you can find, you know, bits and pieces of text here and there. But there's really not anything real useful for you to learn here, um, which sort of on the one hand makes sense. Uh, a lot of druid folk, especially in your um, uh, in your experience or are very much kind of on their own um mm -hmm. kind of hermits hermit like and whatnot um, there's not like a like a order of druids that you're aware of um you know so that kind of makes sense okay um, um and and then there's there's no real like there's no staff shops i can't imagine there'd be that sort of thing around the city um, now this isn't that kind of place are, this is right right these folks yeah. are under control here and yeah yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, I forgot. So I do, do want. No, go ahead, Chris. I do want to pick up that uh, handy haversack that I ordered before okay. I left. I ordered a handy haversack made because I felt like we were getting a bunch of stuff. We need to be able to carry stuff better. Okay. Um, remind me because I don't remember. I'm assuming you paid half for that already, and you got to pay. Yeah, I think I still old. I think I still owe 200 GP. Okay. So I have 200 have GP now? written down. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question. You guys are flush right now. I'm sure you can cover yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and pick that up. Okay. Thanks. Um, you guys do. I mean, you're there for three or four days. I don't know how much time you were intending to spend. Um, but Rolthor's not back yet. Um, and Sprinter comes to you at one point and says, you know, look guys, the, uh, the, the pallbearers, um, they're getting a little nervous. Uh, feral has been gone a little longer than, than expected. We don't know what's going on. Last we heard is that he may have actually headed to Alf track himself. Um, but we really don't know.
uh, and they'd like Krantha to lead a party to Alftrag to take a look. He doesn't... Well, it, it's Sprinter. You know he's he's a big fan of Kronthuds. You know he's not a big fan of, of the Bears of the Pile. He just, he thinks... It's it's not necessarily that uh, he thinks they're sinister or anything like that. Um, he just doesn't believe that you know what they're what they're pushing down to the masses is kind of uh, legit dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, but at this point, he is in in this weird way. He is kind of speaking for them. They've gone to him because he knows they know he has a rapport with Kronthud, um, and really want someone to go to Alftrag and check into. You know, either find Feralt or with Feralt not being there, if he's not there, kind of find out at least what's going on in the city and, and get some intel. Well, that uh, we could do that, Sprinter. That is fine. Um, we were actually already kind of planning on doing a little reconnaissance. We have a secondary uh, reason. We know of something that is coming towards Alftrag, and we'd like to get some information. So while we are there, we can uh, possibly look or search out Feralt as well. Okay. Um, so Sprinter intimates, you know, he's, first of all, he has a couple of things. He First of all, he is very happy to go with you. Um, and we kind of like to go with you uh, to get kind of eyes on for himself. Um, and because Rolthor is not with you, um, he does have a couple of spell scrolls that will teleport you there. Um, however, in order to utilize the spell scrolls, um, you have to have oh, I gotta, Nick or well, anybody yeah. do you know off the top of your head? Is that a fifth level or sixth level for teleportation circle? Mm, is it a fifth or sixth level spell? I think it's. I'll know in two seconds. Fifth. Okay, I think it's uh, fifth. teleportation circle is winner chicken dinner. Fifth level conjuration. Okay. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't burn a slot to use it, but you do have to be able to cast at that level to be able to use it. That's no problem, Sprinter. I can do that. Okay. Well, so if you would like to come with us, I think that would be grand. We we would love to have an extra set of eyes. Uh, what skills do you kind of bring with you? I, I, I sense you being a uh, tabaxi, and, and uh, when we first met you, you were uh, stealthy and sly. What other types of skills in the uh, realm of fighting, just in case, if we get into a row with somebody? And at this point... Um... Just because I don't know, I don't know who knows and who doesn't right now. But Chris is actually going to step in and use Sprinter tonight, and Meep is going to stay back. And, so Meep and can do his thing. You were from this mission. He's got some things he wants to accomplish. So Meep actually like, I would suggest probably Sprinter mentioned this at some point around Meep, and Meep encouraged him because it allowed him to like stay home and not go with the group. Um, so anyway. Uh, my specialty, and you could say it, I'm good with my fist. Um, I can be very uh, stealthy, uh, sneaky, 
and I can uh, be the eyes ahead of you, uh, tell you what is going to come your way. Uh, in a fight, I can hold my own. I will be fine. All right. Well, um, I suppose I should hold on to the scrolls since I will be the one casting them. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So please take them off my hands. Here you go. Are these one-time use? They are, yes. Gotcha. So you've got one to get you there and one to get you back. Gotcha. Um, and you have access to two different circles, and, and I'm sure Rolthor would have left with you the circles, or his, maybe he left behind his notes or something. But um, you can jump to the two women in Off-Track are the Rusty Gear and their Dahl Reginald's uh, residence. Uh, both of those were underground, so, you know, they're probably sure. still there. Um, okay. It just depends on where you want to jump. So the rusty gear was kind of, you know, downtown, and in, in, I believe it was the Dram Ward. Um, and then Dahl Reginald's residence was in one of the much richer parts of the city, uh, but was in a residential area. And do we know? We know where the entrances are to the uh, to the Underdark, the the big, the deep pit in the middle of town. Assuming it's still there, yeah, you would you would be able to access it via the sewers, which is you know what you did the first time you you went through it, um, where you, when you had the uh, you encountered all the kobolds, um, and then and that, it was just that shaft. I mean, it was just literally you jump off the edge and fall for three miles. Right, but that was closer to the rest. It was of immediately here. under the um, the palace lovingly referred to as the hovering hobble it's that palace that was up over the right. lake right yeah that was closer to the rest of gear though than doll reginald's if i recall uh, i believe that's the case yeah okay so uh sprinter you be ready we are going to be leaving here uh this this today sometime oh really um i will uh go gather my things and come meet you back at your your establishment yes Please, please. I'm going to go find Autumn and Bright Axe and just see what you guys think. So we're going to be teleporting in. We have two different options of where to go. How do you feel about either option? Would there be a reason to go to one other rather than the other? I, I'm not sure. Um, I do, did we do we leave one on better terms than the other? Well, well, let's see here. We killed the owner of the rusty gear. Yes, but we killed her at Doll Reginald's. <laughs> so yeah, we're kind of <laughs> either way. So, but uh, did we kill? We killed everybody at Doll Reginald's, right? So it's probably under new management. You killed a lot of people at Doll Reginald's, and you also recall <laughs> you, you learned later um, that Mistress Nostris was kind of a front for a beholder, also that went by the name of Nostris, who was the real kind of owner of the gear and one who ran a kind of a uh, Xanathar type uh, type beholder. And you've never actually met him, but you you learned from. Uh, 
uh, I forget who, Tam or Eldra, probably. Um, oh, yeah. And include right. you into that. Yeah. yeah. What is so, with all the beholders? I mean, it could be a good beholder. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's kind of funny <laughs> stuff right there. You know, I think that's like that, that good uh, red dragon that we met that one time. Yeah. Hey, nobody was asking you, Meep. Stay out of this. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, the, the good lich, the pro-life lich. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a sitcom, the good lich? The good lich. <laughs> he's a, he's a, the, the lich is a, a Pilates instructor. Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, we're here all night, folks. All right. <laughs> well, it's uh, with that discussion, it sounds like maybe we should go to Dalton Reginald's. Yeah, that, that sounds good. And hopefully not freak out whoever owns it now. If anyone does. You know that when we left the whole place, the whole city had been blown up. So there would probably just be refugees everywhere. And that probably goes with either one of them, whether we go to the rusted gear or not. Yeah, but you got that uh, beholder type guy that, that has some interest in the rusty gear. So he, you know, there, we know for sure that there's somebody that's probably putting some order to it there. So, I, I, yeah, I go, I go with Rolf with a uh, Reginald Doll Reginald. I was halfway thinking you were going to say to go to the. Uh, he might have the store up and running again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think, Bright X? I think it sounds like a plan. We'll just put you in front. That way, if we find anyone. You can have at it. Of course. All right. I think uh, let's yeah. us, uh, let's prepare. We are going to leave as soon as we're all ready. Sprinter will be coming with us, our tabaxi friend. And Meep is going to stay and work on his contraptions and be here in case uh, the others come back. Sounds like okay. a good idea. All right. So, anything else you want to do, or are you just going to make the jump? I don't have anything else to do. Um, I will give them my uh, handy haversack to carry stuff if they want. And um, Alex, I'll you said you're going to Doll Reginald's? Yes. Okay. Roll a d20 for me, please. Dun dun dun. <clears throat> I, I imagine this portal, it looks like sliders. Yeah, I got a 16. 16. Okay. I hope this is a random chart that you're looking at to see who's there. It is. Yeah, it is. Okay. There you go. So um, you take your, your magic whammy chalk and you draw the teleportation circle on the ground. Mm, magic um, whammy chalk. Pull out the scroll, read the, read the letters. The scroll kind of does its thing. It burns up in your hands. It kind of disintegrates. And voof, you guys are surrounded by a, uh, a rather large aura of energy, and it zaps you. Um, and you've teleported before, not very often, but you've teleported before. And there's never been any real effect to you or to your, um, you know, just to anything about you. It's just, you know, blam, you know, you're in one place and then you're in another. This time, however, when you when it hits, um, it feels almost like you're just kind of twisted up. It just feels like you're 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 twisted up, balled up, 
on almost like you're wadding up a piece of paper and then unwadding it. Um, and when you land, you land where you're supposed to land, or at least you, you believe so. You're in a very dark room um, with there are no torches, um, but the runes from the, the circle are glowing enough that you can see you, you think you're where you're supposed to be. Um, however, everybody's very surprised. They look over and Crunthud is actually, he's gone from a small creature to a medium creature. He's actually grown in size. Whoa. How'd that happen? <clears throat> That's a really good question. Do all of my uh, armor and stuff still fit? Yeah, it's like you had... That's a, all a really tight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Alex, you, you know what you... <laughs> Big guy in a little coat. <laughs> so, so I don't. So I don't actually notice then, because if everything feels fine, right? I, I'm just it's dark. So, well, but you go from you know when you look at bread, actually you go from you know seeing like the full Monty to seeing his child. Oh, so instead of four foot, now I am like almost six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, basically. Okay. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Prophet, what happened to you, man? I, I don't know. We've teleported you, um, before, and this has never happened before. You appear to be much bigger, my friend. You feel yes. all right? Uh, I suppose. I hope this doesn't mess up my ability to wield my hammer. <laughs> is your hammer bigger, or is it the same size as it was before? I pull out my hammer. It is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every, everything about you has stayed approximately proportional. So oh, is, I start, I start feeling all up and down my body because that's disturbing. Yeah. No, Do I look bigger? No, the rest bigger? of you are exactly as you, as you uh, were. Um, do I have detect magic right now? I'm gonna push down on Cronthed's head to see if he's just stretched out by accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ow! Ow! Uh, well, you're not stretched out. <laughs> Wait, uh, thank you, I suppose. Yeah, I don't have it. Darn. Well, let's not stick around here, I suppose. Okay. Let's let's head out. I go for the door. Okay. So as you guys, sorry, I'm bringing up the map here because I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. Nobody expects the Inquisition. Yeah. Uh, Incarnate's going a little slow, but um, as you guys go out, you remember there were a series of rooms. Um, and as you, as you kind of leave the room that you're in, you go from a room that's dimly lit by the kind of ar arcane runes to not lit at all so you'll have dark vision you're fine um but it is it does appear to be abandoned um as you explore you remember there was an armory off to one side there were a few mini rooms a barracks um, these were all places you had stayed and, and you know spent some time in um it is um damp with disuse uh some of the rooms some that are a little bit lower have just a little bit of water on the floors um, there are cracks in some of the foundations, um, which is probably how the water got in. Um, there's not much, like, it looks like the place is, is somebody has gone over it once. So like the armory is, is more or less empty. 
um, you might find some, you know, some really crappy end of uh, like blades and shields and things like that. Um, nothing impressive at all. Um, any food stores that were down there um, you find have been either gone through and, and taken or what little bit is left is either rotted or the rats have gotten to it. Um, and there's this, uh, there's almost an oppressiveness to it. It's not, you wouldn't call it a fog or you wouldn't call it like a mist or anything like that, but there's just like the dampness just kind of seeps into you. Um, as you're exploring just the, the area, um, you recall the way to get out. There's actually a, a, a shaft of the ladder in it that leads up into the, the house itself or into the grounds themselves. Um, you find that. And just as you begin to climb, it's probably been six or seven minutes. Um, Kranta, you actually revert back to your normal size. Just the effect of whatever had happened to you has worn off. At, at my, as I'm climbing up the ladder, you just, I just, you just as you it. begin to climb, you're just like, oh, wait, these, like, it almost seems like the ladder rung get further apart. And you realize, oh, no, I just shrank back to my normal size. And there's no ill effect. Just, you know, it just, whatever had happened to you reverted. Very weird. Just yeah. very weird. So this ladder is going to lead actually up to the grounds. So you um, open the little secret hatch thingy. Um, and you are in, um, you're, you're in what used to be the storage room for the mansion. Um, and what you see now are kind of caved in walls. Um, the mansion itself is gone. Most of it's been blown off of its foundation. Uh, there's, there's rubble piles kind of all over the place. A lot of burned, what, what wood had been there. And you remember some fairly ornate rooms, um, a lot of art, a lot of, um, you know, rich carpeting and tapestries and things like that. That's all gone. There's, there's, you know, there might be scraps of it here and there, but anything of, of you know, that wasn't stone has basically been either burned or, or blown apart. The foundations exist, um, but they're in really bad shape uh, and they're, they're kind of crumbling. As so we're talking around, like, I'm picturing in my head as you talk about this, like war torn Eastern cities that have just been bombed for year after year. Like, yeah, you have a like, shell of think, cement. Think post war Berlin. Like, it's, okay, yeah, there's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. Gotcha. Um, and as you take a look around, like, even the walls, um, you remember it had stout, kind of 10 foot, very thick walls all the way around it that led out onto kind of a fancier avenue. Uh, the walls. Um, again, they're still there, but they've crumbled and there's, there's maybe half the wall left, you know, it's about five foot high and it's the top is all crumbly. Um, and there's just crap everywhere. Uh, the gates are bent inward, um, or what's left of the, the kind of wrought iron gates are bent inward. Um, and they lead out onto the Avenue, which is again, covered in rubble for the most part. Um, although you can see there are paths that have been cleared. You assume for the transportation of troops or materiel or, or something. But it's you're you're in a place that has definitely seen better days, and it goes on like that. Like it's, I mean, I, I guess less so post-war Berlin, and most so, more so like post-war um, like Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Like it's okay. pretty well flattened. All right. Um, you do see off in the distance, however, the city walls themselves that kind of form the star between the towers. The towers are all there. The walls are there. Uh, and they seem to be completely intact. Um, and you're probably close enough, especially with the, the landscape as flat as it is now. Um, the palace, the hovering hovel, that is still where it was. 
So huh. kind of the center of the star that kind of goes up with the, it had the three thoroughfares Chains. that led up to the palace itself that, that kind of held it above that lake. Um, you can you can see that kind of rising off in the distance. You're too far away to get much detail, uh, but you can see that it is there. So it's like everything on the... So near... Oh. Nope. I was, I was going to say nearby here, we uh, originally went into the sewers correct. and found the, the dark elves in their yes. area. Do you guys think we should head that direction to get down underground? Seems to make sense. And yeah, underground is always a safe place. Way. Yeah, I think that'd be good, and uh, possibly we can find some allies if there are any left in the city. Is there any? Just by the, everything you just described, are, is there any life, like? Like trees that are still alive, animals, any kind of birds, any kind of humans, any kind of yeah. Make a um, make a perception check, and in, in uh, either two of you make individual checks, or one of you make it with advantage. Oh, what do you want to do? Anybody? Go ahead and roll it an advantage. I guess. Yeah. Um, perception's not a good one. Well, it's not terrible for me, but yeah, I've good. got a plus seven perception, so maybe I should roll. Yeah, with advantage. Mine's plus five, so you got you got me there. You're muted. You're muted. Well, that that helped a lot. That was a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I mean, you you notice the remnants uh, it, it looks like there was a large presence of something here you notice the remnants of uh what was probably a military encampment of some sort um you hear it's not like the place is there's no life you do hear you know you see rats you actually see a decent amount of rats and, and kind of mm. rodents and, and scavenger type animals um the few birds you see again are scavenger types so vultures and and, and you know birds of that sort um 15 yeah i mean you see evidence of the walls are being manned um you can't quite tell by what um but there are you know there are banners up on the walls and there are indications of of people there um but at least in your immediate vicinity you don't you don't get much as far as intelligent life goes okay well gentlemen let's make our way to the sewers agreed would you like me to scout on ahead for us, or? Well, I'm not sure you know where you're going yet, but once we get to the sewer, maybe that would be advantageous. Okay. So, so, so we're going to make enough. our way there. Yep. Yeah, it's easy enough because you guys had gone through the one, you know, the, the one room in the sub-basement um, where you dropped that drought the one time where you guys pushed him through the, uh, the, the toilet, the privy. Um, you are able to, with some work, uh, you know, it takes you about an hour, um, but you're able to find that area and, and remove some of the rubble and, and get down there. It's actually, it's, it's not that, uh, not that difficult. It's just a little time consuming. Um, as you splash down into the sewer, you notice there, there is a mist down there. Um, and again, you get that kind of oppressive dampness to it. Um, and you get, you notice that the water is a lot higher than it used to be. So it used to be that there was kind of a catwalk on either side and then kind of a trench that held the water and the sewage and the runoff and whatever. And it's actually where the catwalks are. Um, you're about ankle deep. 
it's not bad, but it's just significantly higher than it was. Well, gentlemen, I suppose we should head towards the center of town. Would you agree? That gets closer to the, to the gear. Well, I think we're heading towards... We're just trying to take a look and see what's uh, what's down here. Because then, there supposedly yeah. is an army coming from the Underdark. From Sarthea. Um, if they were coming from Sarthea... Oh, never mind. No, scratch that. Yeah, let me look at the map real quick here. Just thinking of directions, but I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I don't know if it matters a whole lot, but... Because they could position themselves to come in from any direction they wanted to. So well, who knows? The, the underground tunnels, who knows where they'll actually come up mm-hmm. to. So who's kind of leading the way here? Probably going to be a sprinter. We'll probably stealth ahead. Okay. Um, Chris, roll a d20 for me. Three. Three. Okay. Um, so you That's actually. Some high quality scout in there. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, well, you he actually, just said a d20. It, yeah. As, as, you're, as you're moving ahead and you're, you're moving 40 or 50 feet ahead of these guys. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, make a stealth check while you're doing it. Uh, that's a 29. That was better. Nice. Okay. You're pretty confident that you're, you know, you're moving pretty, uh, pretty quickly, but, but stealthily. Um, you, using some of your tabaxi abilities, you're able to kind of hop from kind of a piece of rubble here to a kind of a pipe there and, and you're able to more or less stay out of the water or, you know, cause you don't like to be wet. Um, you know, you, you're able to do your best to kind of stay out of that. Um, as you turn a corner, you realize that it, it kind of goes at a downhill slant um, and you're, you're getting into an area of the sewer that's kind of waist high in water. Um, I will backtrack like waist high is in like the dwarf's going to have a hard time keeping his head above or it would for, for crown that it would be about chin high. Okay. I'm a I'll gnome. Walk. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm not a dwarf. Tired. I know. Sorry. Clean no, shaven. Don't, don't be specious. <laughs> so, Hey, con thud. Yes. Up ahead. The water is much, much deeper. You might have trouble traveling. Too bad you're not still big. By the way, before this point, how deep is the water down the center of the tunnels? Down the center is pretty deep. The center would have been where the the kind of the right. culverts were. To, yeah. So that probably should... would have been back in the day. That would have been kind of between waist and chest high on you. Now it would okay. be like you you would be able to keep your head above water. The other guys would not. Okay. And and like my my type, I'm embarrassed to say I. I'm not a fan of deep waters. Well, I mean, we could probably keep going if uh, I rode on the back of one of our friends. Don't we have a boat? Hey, yeah, I got this boat. 
Oh, <laughs> well, there's a we boat. Did not, we did not bring a boat. I do not see a boat. What are you talking I about? I pull out the folding boat. <laughs> nice. And let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. I issue the command word that turns it into the 10 foot long, four foot wide, two feet deep boat that can hold four medium creatures comfortably. Ta-da! <laughs> nice. All right. Poof. So it's like we got a boat on purpose for certain reasons. <laughs> Actually, I had no idea. <laughs> I don't think he played this. That was one. well before like... I wrote this. <laughs> giving him okay. an awful lot of credit. So um, <laughs> you hop in the boat um, and you move forward into the sewers a little bit. Um, you do see again. There are signs all about you of kind of the the grosser side of life. Um, there are cobwebs uh, in a lot of different places. Uh, thick cobwebs in a lot of different places. They're easy enough to get through, but you realize that you know spiders are, may become a problem down here, uh, giants or otherwise. Um, you do see, you know, you pass, the other thing you pass are a lot of bloated corpses, um, and they are of all different species. You see some kobold corpses. You see, you know, the city was primarily um, human, dwarven, gnomish, and, and kobold, and you see all of that, and then some. You do see some orcish bodies. Um, and a race that uh, that most of you, you actually Meep's not here that none of you recognize that seems orcish in nature but is much much thinner and a little bit taller. Um, and huh. there are just you know a few of those, and it looks like you know some of this is from fighting, some of this is perhaps prey of some sort. Uh, but there's you know there's there's definitely dangers down here. You're going to want to be aware of. This is devastation on the level I have never seen. You should have seen it when this thing went off. Oh, I can only imagine. Who could wield such power as this? That would be the dragon. The black dragon. Is he a, is he a god? Like Kelimbor? No god like Kelevor. He's an actual living, breathing dragon, as far as we know. Who's at the? Um, who's seated at the front of the boat? I'm assuming I'm towards the back, steering or paddling have, or something. I have 120 I, feet of dark vision, so yeah. I'm probably okay. near the front. Okay, roll a d20. Uh oh. 18. 18. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So you are going along and it's a fairly large tunnel. Um, it's kind of the, the half moon style roof. And because the water's so high, you're fairly close to the roof. Um, Brideck's kind of has to duck a little so his horns don't scrape on it. He catches some decent cobwebage here and there. Um, you get to the kind of end of the chamber where the water is really high. Um, and you kind of, you know... It, it starts to go up. It's actually, it's almost, uh, it's almost like there's, there's stairs on the catwalks turn to stairs on either side and the culvert is you realize it's water would be coming down that. Um, so you've kind of, you've kind of, from where you began, you kind of went down and then now this is going right back up. Um, but it's going up higher than where you originally started. Um, as you, so you abandon the boat. Well, you don't abandon it, but you know, you fold the boat back up and you <coughs> head to the top of these stairs um, and you look out and it is 
just everywhere you look is just ash and bone in a chamber that's probably 150 feet long and 50 feet wide. And it's just enormous, just an enormous kind of, it's man-made. It's not like a cavern, like stalactites type cavern, but it's a large cavern um, uh, that is, that is human built. Um, that like is an oven? Cobble. Um. I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, a little bit, but that's not, it is not an oven. It's just a really large chamber. But it would definitely remind you of that. What's, what's happened in this room? Is there any way of looking around and trying to figure anything out about what happened in this room? Yeah, you can make an investigation check. Hey, hey awesome. What uh, what kind of place are you from where a room this big reminds you of an oven? <laughs> this thing's enormous. It's just weird, man. I just all the all the ashes and, and bones, I I don't know, man. I got the heebie jeebies. That doesn't happen. I'm the one I'm the one who's supposed to give people heebie jeebies. I guess I'll roll an investigation check and see if I can. Sure. Yeah, I would not be good at that. Nope. Me neither. Three. Three. Okay. All my investigation. I mean, the best checks. you see is is at the at the far end of the chamber. Um, there is a a cave in at the far end of the chamber. Um, that leads out. You can see uh, at this point you're getting on into evening, but you can see light from the surface kind of coming through it. E- you said there's a bunch of ash in here too, right? Correct. Ash and bone, yes. Is it warm? Uh it is not. That is good. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, let yes. us um let us sift through the bones. I would like to see what happened. Was this spell or was this uh, any of you magic users who might be able to tell if this was magic or humanoid made? It seems very strange to find this many creatures in one place. True. I mean, it would give us at least an idea of what we might be going against. Okay. So Kratos already made his investigation check. Do you want to make one since you're the one talking? I'll get out and go after Sprinter, make an investigation check. (laughs) Yeah. Nine. Nine. No, I mean, the bones, again, it's it's as with the bloated bodies in the sewer, in in the wet part of the sewer that you were in, um, they appear to be a variety of different races. Uh, Some of the skulls you find are clearly you know kobold or something like that um as opposed to you know the others but uh it's it's clearly it's a mixture of of people i was more interested are, is everything been like i guess my main thing i wanted to see was are there black scorch marks or is it like white like the fire was so hot that everything was yeah everything you, was, you know the difference it was cleansed by flame okay all right um I would like to have my little Grickling friend go just rooting around through the ashes and see if he can find anything. Okay. Do you have to remind me, do you have to summon a spell for him? Is that fine? Not, for or? Well, I mean, it's, 
as long as he is already summoned, like okay. I don't have to redo it. But if he gets killed, I'll have to resummon. Okay, copy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you're going to have him do what? Roll around through the ashes, see if he finds anything. You know, go rooting around. Okay. Um, it's actually it's it's what he doesn't find that surprises you. It's there's no trace of um metal of of any sort of um vestments or armor or shields or any this place has been picked clean i mean it's truly just bones and ash at this point okay okay well that's no fun and there's yeah. is there how like is it a pile like how thick of ash are we talking it's just it's along the entirety of the floor it's it's okay. just it's it's a couple inches of ash um with okay. kind of bones and it's it's not just like it's not full-on skeletons it's like crushed bones. so it's pieces of skulls and you know things like that that are kind of all over the place i i get the feeling that maybe this could have been a dumping grounds of sorts I think maybe, does anyone have a container of any kind? Does anybody have a small bag, a small pouch? Maybe we should take some of this, these ashes with us and study them. Give them to Meep to play with and see if he can figure out what happened. Or maybe Feralt will be back by the time we get back. Does anyone have a haversack that's handy? Well, I, I think I've got, I think I got a, a, a couple. I got I've a got vial. a haversack. I just need a a, a vial. I have I, I, a haversack. I, I got a oh. vial, and we can put it in the haversack. You got one of them? Okay. Like so I can collect get a, a zip, get a ziploc baggie, and just uh, put some in there. Yeah. <laughs> ziploc. So you spend a good ten minutes in here, kind of. I mean, between your initial investigation and and you know putting a vial full of uh, full of ash in there, um, but you're pretty confident you're not going to find anything else. Uh, who is going to lead you into the next area? So how are we going to get to the next area? Can we walk this? Are we high yeah, at the up? other end of the chamber, there's another set of, yeah. uh, there's another kind of, you know, okay. transition. I'll lead on through. Okay. Go ahead Take and roll a d20. Spray. That's a 15. 15. Um, all right, so you guys go walking into this other chamber. And so you, you walk out of the current chamber that you're in, and you take a hard left, and then there's another set of stairs that go down. And you're thinking, ah, here we go again, um, and, and that you're going to end up in the water. And as you go down, I actually need everybody to make a dexterity, uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Mm. <clears throat> That's pretty sad. Yep. Is this an effect or is this? Uh, for you, yes, it would be an environmental effect. So you okay. get I get a 12. You get a 12, okay. Yeah, awesome. six. You get a six. Awesome. Not one. Not one. And Kronto. Oh, guys. Jesus. I got the, I got the six as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. So every one of you, so you go, you start going down these stairs and 
it looks like, like as you're going down the stairs, they just look like stone stairs. And then you pass kind of a certain point. You all kind of pass it at the same time without realizing what's happened. And it's almost like a little like wave of nausea goes over you. Okay. Um, and the stairs kind of fall away and you're just all of a sudden it's just a rock slide. Um, and you all take a tumble. Uh, you're going to take, where did it go? It's not a ton. You're going to take... Now I roll max damage. It's going to be eight points of bludgeoning damage as you all just kind of go, just kind of, you know, ass over tea kettle um, and all just kind of roll to the bottom of this thing. It's only about a 10 foot drop, um, but it's just the, the, the stairs become loose rock. And I'm not talking like the stairs break away. I'm talking one step is a solid stair. The next step, it's like you're on the side of like going down the hill at Clifty Falls or something. And you just all just stumble and fall and kind of roll over and hit the ground. So is this you look considered up, falling damage? Uh, no, it's bludgeoning damage. That's <laughs> um, nice right, from Yeah, it's from <laughs> what uh, I can do. It's, it's from rocks. Um, you hit the bottom of this thing, and it, you look out, and it is as though, you're, you, again, you're in a fairly large chamber. It's not quite as big as the last one. You're in, it's probably half that size. Um, the air is really, really cold. And there's dirt and sand everywhere. And you look around and you see kind of desert plants sticking out. Um, and it's, it's as though you've kind of passed. It's very strange. The roof of the structure is still there. It's still brick. But it's almost like there's a desert in the middle of the, of the sewer. Like you and feel it is like cold. you're in a desert. And it's cold, just like a desert at night, cold. Right, right. Um... This is very bizarre, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to send my little grickling friend across the room to uh, see what's out there. Okay. So he kind of slithers out there. Uh, make an investigation check, please. I'm assuming you're going to look through his eyes. Something like that, yeah. Um, let's see here. I guess that would use my investigation. It would. Yeah, so that's a one. A one. Okay. <laughs> um, so you go slithering out there. I mean, because I rolled a two. You see, <laughs> <laughs> would have been a four if it was his investigation. <laughs> oh well, in that case, um, you he goes slithering out there, um, and you see a lot of cacti. You see a lot of kind of large rocks. Um, like it truly is just like a piece of the desert is just inhabiting this room. All right. Well, don't see anything moving. I start walking in. Okay. All right. So you start chugging along. Um, you don't come across anything that attacks you or anything like that. There is life here. It is what you would expect. It's it's Gila monster type, uh, you know, type monsters or, or, or lizards and things like that, like desert life. It's not it's what like, we expect under Alfdrag. It's what we would expect if we were in the desert. Absolutely. Okay. That's correct. Just, just I feel like sure. we Although, have a... As I said, it's still the big half-moon arch is still right. there. Like, you're clearly still in the sewers of Alfdrag. It's just right. instead of sewage, it's desert. I feel like we've uh, teleported our way back to the Blight. <laughs> How you doing? I mean, this is better for us than uh, a bunch of water, I suppose, but... Yeah, it just this, this is bizarre. Doesn't yes, yeah, just doesn't change the fact that this is the strange 
So this place did not have this type of environment before? No, I believe... You did not see this? I sense that something is obviously amiss. The fact that I, I grew when we first arrived and then grew back. The fact that we found, you know, that all the ash in that one room and now the desert. I wonder if Abaxis being here has manipulated the area and there's something magical going on. Uh, Chappie, I'm going to, um, um, I'm going to take out my staff and immediately move to an area of shadow nearby them. Okay. What, uh, what happens? Is it just a regular bow staff? Uh, no, I mean, no, it's a all glass staff looking staff. Made okay. of man of glass. Okay. And are you going to use it at all, or are you just have pulled it out? Just pulled it out and they're ready. Okay. All right. Um, so are you going to move into the next chamber? Sure. It's like we're at the zoo. Let's see yeah. where we end up next. <laughs> okay. Um, whoever's taking the lead, roll a d20. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one if it's all right. Are you yes. good with that? Go ahead. Ten. Ten. Okay. So you cross into the next in, into the next kind of exit way, um, and there's a brief tunnel that kind of goes up and, and, and takes a right. Um, and as soon as you take that right, the really dry, cold air of the desert changes to really wet, hot air. Um, and you're immediately, like, you... you turn around that corner and immediately like <clears throat> the entryway to the next room is like overhung with vines. Would you um, say it was moist? I would say it's moist. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> as you kind of part the vines and look through it is, it is very much, um, it is very much like what you would expect from like a jungle area. Um, it's, it's just damp kind of rainforesty. Um, heavy trees that kind of go nowhere. I mean, there's just tree trunks that go straight up into the roof. Um, you know, the, the smaller plants that have the, you know, the much larger leaves that kind of catch water and, you know, things like that. There's lots of um, insects and insect activity and it's just, it's just weird. But yeah, you feel like you've walked from the desert into the jungle with within five steps. And there's no light down here for this to grow. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And how big um, are these also, compartments? There's also a heavy roughly. mist. There's also a heavy mist, so you can't see how big this compartment is. Yeah. Um, you can only see about 10 feet in front of you. And the um, last... And Chris, uh, roll another D20. Eight. I'm getting all my high okay. rolls done. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you guys, I mean, you just walk into the jungle. What, uh, what would you like to do? Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. I would look, I like to look for the fun and games, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to look for everything I want. Uh, well. I'm going to keep walking through since nothing seems to be down here. I'm going to stay really close to uh, Brydax and kind of maybe just hold on 
and make sure that we don't get lost. <laughs> okay. Because this is more dense vegetation than I've seen in a long time. Okay. Yeah, I think we're all just trying to keep together. So you guys are, so you're walking through this mist and you're fairly close to each other, right? Uh-huh. Um, all right. So you hear kind of from different sides, you hear these little um, sounds that are not quite animal, but not quite intelligent. And, and they're almost like calls to each other. And as, as you hear them, you realize that, okay, we're, we're being slowly surrounded by something. I get the hammer at the ready. Okay. And it's pretty dark. It's misty and there's lots of vegetation. Yeah. It's really difficult to see beyond like 10 feet. Um, and you are surrounded by, by vegetation. That's correct. One of my skills, I guess, is to go invisible when there's shadowy area. Okay. There's plenty of shadowy area. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Which probably means me being a little bit away from the guys to do that, but I'll kind of do that. Okay. Um, why don't you make a perception check as well? And actually, often, why don't you make one as well? Uh, 21. Okay. Eight uh, plus seven, 15. Okay. So both of you see, um, and, and Chris, you see it a little more clearly than, than Matt does. Um, but both of you see these kind of silhouettes that kind of duck in and out of the trees. Um, and they're about the size of goblins. They're very small. Um, they have, um, they have really like abnormally long arms and legs, um, that almost look as though they're like made of cartilage or, or like jello. It's really weird. Like they don't appear to have bones in them at all. They're almost like tentacle arms and legs that end in claws. Um, and their mouths are, are kind of big and round and have lots of teeth. I can only think of Jurassic Park right now. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. Um, at this point, because you're not going to be surprised, I'm going to go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and I'll just go around how I've got you guys. So, Kronthad, what do you got? 22. 22. Nice. I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Good. Uh, Bright X. 20. Wow. Big hitters. I got advantage on initiative now. It helps. Nice. Awesome. Four. And uh, uh, 23. What? I know. Plus five. I rolled a 18. All right. Awesome must have been napping. Um, okay. So you guys see these um, and you see them moving towards your sprinter. You see them first, um, of course. And you see these things. You kind of lock eyes with one of the little ones and it just starts kind of scrambling towards you. And it puts its, it like slaps its, um, its, Forearms down. Well, I want to remind you those to grip and spring itself forward. It's coming towards. He's you. invisible. I'm yeah. trying to stay. In, okay, gotcha. But it sees me. Gotcha. Um, all right, it comes flying at me. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to duck down, like drop, okay. and use the shadow to move to its side. So when it flies towards me, I'm actually to the side of it. 
and then I'm going to attack it with my staff from the side. So okay. kind of duck through the shadows and pop out to the side of so it. So you're going to drop and move. Okay. And then you're going to hold your action until it gets to you. Uh, yeah. Until it gets to the point where I was at and then I'm going to surprise attack it. Okay. So, all right. Uh, Crompton. I am going to, uh, cast spirit guardians. Oof. Okay. Around <laughs> what, level? what level? Uh, just good old level three. Okay. Um, that will, uh, many little, uh, cats like panthers start running, running around and flying around me. Well, they don't yet. Um, I need oh. you to roll a d20. Well, that'll be fun. I got the five. Five. Oh, okay. This one is actually good for you. Well, it's sort of good for you. So you cast the spell and you go through your normal verbal and somatic uh, pieces to it and, and do your thing, put your hands out, expecting your whammy to take effect. Um, and you get a few sparks out of your fingers and actually your spell fails. So you lose the spell slot, the spell fails, but you gain 15 temporary hit points. Okay. Well, I feel much better. You feel much better, but you're like, wait a minute, why didn't that work? I swear this has never happened before. <laughs> uh, you know, performance issues. Yeah. So that was your action. Did you have a bonus action? Um, no. Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, Bright X to you. Um, what, what target do I see at the moment? Uh, at this point you see probably from where you are, you probably see three of them. There's one that's headed sprinters way and there are two that are kind of coming out of the mist that are moving toward the bulk of the group. Okay. Um, let's see here. And how far away are they from us at the moment? Uh, you can get those to, they're two. within 10 feet of you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to use lightning lure on one that's close to me. Okay. So um, you go ahead and attempt so, or begin to cast lightning lure. And that what is a is that? six on a D20. It's a cantrip. Okay. Um, it has its normal effect. Okay. So that means that I'm going to make a, an attack. As soon so, as he starts to cast it, I think to myself, Oh, I say out loud. There's a free action. Wait, I don't think magic is going to work. And, and then, then it he works. Casts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it works. And Oh, wait, that is a, that's actually a strength save. Sorry. Strength save. Okay, strength save for me. It's probably not going to be great. These little fuckers. Um, that's not bad. Wow. Uh, ooh, natural 19 helps. 22. Oh, yeah. So, um, Lash of Lightning Energy reaches out to it, um, kind of wraps around it, tries to pull on it, but he resists. Um, and that's all we got. Okay. He doesn't take any damage, even though he, he nope. caught him? Okay. Nope. 
He only takes right. damage if he's within five feet of me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it is their turn. Um, so one of them is Hang going on. to... Hang on. Yeah. I'm going to use a bonus action. I'm going to have my little Grickling go for him. Okay. That's uh, one of my my new Warlock thingies is allowing him to, to attack on a bonus action. Sure. So let's see here. Um... A tentacle attack. That's a 16 to hit with his tentacles. 16 barely hits, but does. Okay. So that is seven points of slashing damage, which are technically magical now. And because he hits with that, he can hit with his beak, maybe. And that's a 22 to hit with the beak. Oof. Yeah, that does it. And that's a D4. Three plus two is uh, five points of piercing damage. Again, magical. Five. Okay. <sighs> Twelve total points. So this little Grickling just went eight shit on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you fucked up his world, too. He's in really bad shape. Um. Okay. Uh, it is their turn. Uh, so that same one that your Grick just went after is going to attack your Grick because he did not like that very much. Um, so he ra- he lashes out with his two tentacles, and when he opens the hands at the ends of the tentacles, you kind of see through your Gricklin's eyes. Like he is covered with what they could be like like some sort of teeth or something along those lines that just look like they're going to suck if you get hit. That's fun. Um, and he's going to take two slaps at your little Grickling. Uh, one of them's not great. One of them is going to be a thirteen, which probably misses. Actually, and one of them's going to be an eighteen. Oh, it does yeah, they it? both okay, hit. So they both hit. Okay. Um, so that's going to be ten points of damage. Total. Uh, that is bludgeoning damage. Oh, bludgeoning damage plus. I'm sorry, eleven points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, poof, Grickling's gone. Oh, dang it. Okay. So it goes to grapple the Grickling, and the Grickling just disappears as it, as it kind of shreds into it. Um, and it's a little bit confused. Great uh, job, nice. though, for its shot, man. Yeah. 12 hit points, and then it goes. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> so now um, I got to go next, cast the spell again. <laughs> yeah. The next two are coming at... Um, they're both going to come at Bright Axe because he's the great big... The great big scary threat. Moi? Yeah, yeah, I know. Weird, right? Uh, so the what first was the one that attack. what was the one that came towards me? Was that the Grick? No, that was one of these other no. things. That was one oh. of the others. Okay, got it, it hasn't gone yet. Okay, uh, so okay, I got, got a hit with one three. on a yeah. on a twenty three, and then I missed <laughs> the other. I got a natural one, so he gets you once. Um, that's gonna be one. Plus three is four points of bludgeoning damage. And another four points of um, piercing damage. And he has grappled you. So he has wrapped these huge... It's it's weird because as he slaps at you, it's almost like they just wrap around you. Um, mm-hmm. And he kind of hacks into your, to your shoulder blades with those kind of toothy hands. Um, he's really ugly looking little bastard too. 
Fair enough. Um, the second one does the exact same thing, except he's going to go for your legs and try and wrap you up. Uh, that's going to be one's definitely a hit. I got another 23, and then I got an 18. I don't know where you're at now. Just hits. Just hits. Okay. Um, so then same thing. We've got four, five, six, and sixes. That's 12 bludgeoning and eight piercing. And he has grappled your legs. So you're kind of, you've got your arms pinned to your body and you've got your legs kind of pinned together as these things wrap around you. And then the final one is going to go for, well, he's the one who jumps where you were, Chris. Um, and you're actually okay. going to get your opportunity to attack them. Okay, I'm going to just pop up and do my two attacks. I think I may use a key point, but my first two attacks. I should have advantage on the first attack, I think. So that'd be a 20... Um, 28 to hit for the first attack. That's going to do it. Second attack's at 27. Okay. And I'm Roll using key points. Roll your damage before you go using key points. Okay, that's fine. Uh, 26 points of damage. Bludgeoning. Yes. So you immediately, you probably got him with your first hit. He goes <laughs> jumping at you um, at, at where you were and lands and is really confused. And you just pop out of the weeds and just whack, whack. And you just drop him. Like you see, he doesn't have any bones in his face. Like he's all kind of cartilage. And you see his face every time you hit him, it just deformed. It's like the slow motion of the boxers where you see their jaws kind of go like that. Um, he just, he's done, like dead. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I got a question. It's only because the first time I've used the character and I don't want to be that guy too much, but just it says I can then use a bonus action to teleport 60 feet to an unoccupied space if there's dim light or darkness. Okay. Can but I do you that? Already did your, you already did your move this turn. Well, I moved. That was a I was held worried. action. Yeah. Okay, so I can't do that. That was gotcha. a held action. So yeah. Okay. The, cool. the other thing I would add to that is you only have about 10 feet of visibility because of the mist. Okay. So, cool. So next next time it's around, you can, but I wouldn't. You can't go that far. Right. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. Thanks. All right. Cool. Awesome. To you. Uh, um, you see, Bright Axe is wrapped up. He's got two of these on him, and the other one is in really bad shape. How close am I to Bright Axe, and how how close am I to the? One you guys are pretty shape? clustered. You can you can hit any of the three. All right. Well, then I'm gonna take with the uh, Saf Defense. And go after the one that's in bad shape. Okay. And as soon as my screen comes back up, it's doing this weird blinky thing. All right. So we got a 20 to hit. That's going to hit. And you don't even need to roll damage. You only had one hit point left. Oh, man. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you jacked him up. Sweet. So uh, you see, um, Brad Hacks, you see... From your perspective, these two things have wrapped you up, and they're not very strong. Like you're very confident. You're like it's kind of like when you're wrestling with your son. Like he wraps you mm -hmm. up, and you're like, "All right, bitch, I'm gonna knock you down next time." Um, so you're wrapped up, but you're not scared. And you see Chris just absolutely just murder one of these things, and then off them comes and whacks the one that your crick had done, um, and just it, he just hits it and like just spittle and and pieces of skin go flying. And you're like, "All right, I see how it is. These things are pretty weak." Um, Sprinter, it is your turn. You're muted. Muted. <laughs> I 
I love the confusion on Chris's face as though he's never used Zoom before. <laughs> uh, no, I never muted myself. The host did. Yeah, I oh. muted you because you started whispering to yourself while the next person started talking. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. Gotcha. All right. Sorry. I was taking notes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so if I can, I kind of a limited view. Do I see anybody? Can I see any of the other? Um, I'll travel towards sounds until I can see one of the monsters. I mean, because all you can see is bright axe and he's wrapped up he's got one of these things that's got his arms all the way around him twice okay and, i'll go up and whack trunk. it okay all right punchy punchy uh 23 and 25 guys yep roll your damage rolling halfway decent now uh wow max damage so 26 points of damage. Okay. Yeah. And were you going for the one on his legs, the one on his trunk? Um, the I'll go for the ones on his uh, one on his trunk to give his uh, trunk some space to fight. Okay. So you, you're going for the trunk. Okay. So yeah. you just kind of come up and just whack, whack, and the thing just peels off of him. And you can see almost like the marks on his shoulder blades where those claws had gone in. It's almost like when you pull a leech off or something, like it's just this circle of blood. Um, That's not good. But it just, it just peels the thing off of him. It's, it's dead. Something okay. tells me the second round with these attached to probably sucks. Uh, <laughs> perhaps, when, perhaps. when I see that, I was just saying, when I see that he has one attached to his legs, do yeah. I have time to use a bonus action to then like punch the one on his legs? If that's a key one point. of your bonus actions, I, I forget about all the dope monks. Shoot, yeah, it's so. Flurry of Blows, so I use a key point and I get two unarmed to strike. So I'm going to take my feet and just kick it, pop it twice with my foot. Okay. Uh, that's not going to be as good. It's a 12 and a 25. 25 hits. And that's going to be six points of damage. So okay. I'm just going to pop it with my foot. So you just, after just... Jack, Jack, you hit the top one really hard with your fist and then kick the other one, and its head lolls to the side and kind of comes back, and it's, it's a little bit dazed, but it's, uh, it's okay. still active. All right, Kranta. Uh, is there one – there, are there two nearby me? The only one you can see that's left is wrapped around his legs. Only that one. Well, I guess I'll hit it with my hammer and see what happens. Hopefully okay. I won't – I can heal him if I can break his legs. So, <laughs> oh jeez, I got a fifteen. Fifteen is a miss, actually. And a non-natural twenty. All right, that's a hit. And I do ten damage. Okay. So what happens is with your first swing as you're taking it, that just kind of is, it happens at the same time as Chris kicks this thing. And so its head just lulls out of the way just as your hammer comes down and you miss. You turn and you kind of do the, you do the kind of cool flip with your hammer and whack at it from a horizontal position. And it just, it just rips the head right off of the body because there's, there's no bone there to hold it there. It just kind of peels it right off. Um, and it falls dead to the ground. Again, Bright X has these two kind of bloody circles on his upper thighs where the thing had latched in. Um, but there's no no type of permanent damage. Just, you know, he kind of sops it up and says, well, that sucked. All right. So don't let these things touch you. No. Let's it get seems down to, to me, Bright X, you've been uh, tattooed. 
Did it, did either of them uh, do any damage to you? Are you uh, are you feeling okay? Those look like the kind of things that could uh, put some venom in you. I'm all right for now. Okay. Well, let me know if you have any adverse effects. Okay. So, as we're walking, I said, let's go. But, Brydex, how did you cast a spell? I tried and it didn't work. Worked just fine for me. Hmm. I just did, did the thing. This place is very strange. Maybe it's because the source of my magic's better than yours. <laughs> Mine wow. comes from the Reaver King. Yes, we both know that not to be true, but <laughs> I'll let you believe it. Um, Somebody get out a ruler. <laughs> yeah. Boys, boys, you're both hey. pretty. If 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 we have a minute, it would be really nice if I could take take ten. If I could take ten, my uh, uh, my my friend uh, kind of left us, and I, I I think I know how to get him back. I would uh, at least prefer to get out of this fog. Oh yeah, by all means. Okay. All right. So which one of you is going to lead you out of this chamber? I'll jump up ahead and lead us out of the chamber. Okay. Roll a d20. 18. 18. All right. So your next chamber is significantly smaller than it had, but it's another chamber full of bone and ash. And again, you find no, um, nothing of value, no weapons, no gold, no armor, no nothing. It's just bone and ash. Uh, and then you're going to take a few minutes to. Yeah, if everybody doesn't do mind, if I take it. ten minutes to to do uh, find familiar again. Okay, roll a d20. Bring, bring the little. Oh yeah, <laughs> there is that in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so it works, and your grit comes back. However, you are stunned oh however since we're not in combat i will tell you you guys look over and you see bright actually cast a spell the grick reappears and it's kind of looking around and slithering up his arm like it's buddies and you realize bright x is just standing there like he is out of sorts and it is a full three minutes before you can pull him out of it oh that and, would be bad in combat <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Okay. What happened to you, Brightax? Smack, smack. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that god. Sure, you don't want to that, smack it yet. That's, that's for that god. No, no, it's more like fling, fling. <laughs> and, then, and then I walk up to him and I go, I go, Brightax, slap, slap. What's wrong with you? Maybe, oh uh, my gosh. Maybe magic isn't working as well as I thought. This is like, this is like Meeps, like most. This is like his dream, and he misses it. <laughs> 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 Everyone smack Brightax. <laughs> All right. Don't miss. I speak jive. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, right. my. Um, Next wow. chamber. Who wants to roll for it? Oh, Lord. Somebody else take a turn. I'll <laughs> roll for it. it. I'll roll okay. for it. I got a 16. 
Okay. So 16 is actually, so um, it's more of the same. So you leave the bone field in this kind of medium-sized chamber, and you go into a much smaller chamber that is still covered with it. Although this time, uh, noticeably, there is a kobold over in the corner, kind of cowering, um, and he has been kind of scratching it. He's just been looking around, and he sees you and just kind of tries to shirk back into the corner. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Do you speak common? <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh... You see, he's, he's looking around for, like, he's looking to bolt. I look around for the exits. Hey, I'll go try to... to block one of the exits. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, blo I'll we block want one to of the know. We want to know what's going on. We are <laughs> just traveling through. We are not your enemy. We, we, uh, uh, yeah, village is gone. Village is gone. We, we, uh, we, All right. we don't know what happened. Uh, was your village down here? Yeah, kobold. Kobolds live down here. Lots of kobolds left. Village destroyed. And you, uh, you separated from all of your, your kin. Must feed family. Must feed family. Where is your um, family? I assume. Down here. Family alive. Village gone. Lots hey. of kobold left. Can you take Village us? Gone. Can you take us to them? Uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, I wanted to, at some point during that. I wanted to like pull out some food because I'm sure we had some snacks and throw was, it to them. I was thinking the same thing. Break off a hunk yeah. of cheese wheel. Okay, there you go. That's fine. He he scoops it up greedily. I got a, uh, I got a non natural twenty. Non natural twenty on persuasion, okay. and I say yeah, to him. I say, we we were acquaintances of Blippo years ago, mm. or a time ago. Blippo, Blippo, uh, Miss Blippo, good times, better times than now. Come me, follow me. It's it's got a very kind of Empire era Yoda kind of when he's when he's purposely being goofy, except you can tell this isn't an act. He's just goofy. Oh, it's could be like Meep's cousin. Yeah. Um, he leads you through about, I mean, it's about five chambers. He leads you through two more that are kind of that waist-high sewage. Um, whether or not you use the boat is up to you. It doesn't matter. Um, he leads you through one that is actually, there's no gravity. So you oh, go in, you go fun. walking in. And he even he's surprised by it a little bit. Uh, but there are floating rocks, and you can kind of use them to push off of and get yourself to the end of the chamber. And it's a small chamber that this is in. It's just kind of a tunnel, so it's not that difficult. But you realize something down here, I mean, you knew it before, but something down here is really fucked up. Um, another jungle, um, and then two more of those bone fields um, before you enter a section of sewer that he leads you into that is the closest to normal you've seen since you entered the sewers at Dahl Reginald's place. And it is, 
um, it's a pretty big chamber. It's, it's, it's a big kind of almost circular chamber. Um, and you see lots of, he's been showing you where to avoid, but you realize the closer you get to this, the more like kobold style traps there are. And they're really stupid traps, right? Because they're, they're kobolds. But, you know, there's all kinds of stuff as you get closer and closer. And as you enter this hall. hands on the banister. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, yeah, it's very Macaulay Culkin-esque, yeah. <laughs> um, as you, as you yeah. enter, um, you hear him yelling for others, come, come, see who I found, see who I found. And you see a few people milling about. Um, you see a handful of gnomes. You see a couple of dwarves. You do see one or two humans. Um, all are are emaciated and in really rough shape. It's clear that they've not been uh, well fed. Um, nobody that you recognize, um, but there's there's probably 30 to 40 people in this chamber. Do you have a leader? Someone that speaks for all of you. That would be me. What you is your name, human, sir? You see a human kind of walking out. Um, he he kind of opens the flap on what passes for a tent down here. Um, and you uh, you you actually you do recognize this guy. Uh, this is Brendan Carth. This is the guy who, in our very first session, was one of the prison guards. Um, and then he also lets you through uh, the gates much, much later on. Uh, as, as the fall of Alftrag was about to happen, he lets you through from one ward into the other um, with the price that you owed him a favor. Oh, goody. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was very non-committal as to what that favor was. He just wanted a favor. And you you knew from that, I'll just remind you, since I'm sure you probably don't have, have it written down, but because of your break out of the prison, he had, he had been a captain. He lost all of his rank and was on guard duty. And he had kind of lost, even though he was angry with you, he had lost faith in the system and in the city watch. So that's why he was willing to kind of, he was like, fuck it, I'll let you go. Come here. You know, he, he wanted a piece of your action to uh, let you through there. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to drop some more uh, rations on the, Obviously, very hungry people. Okay. Oh, look, he's got it written down. Look at that. <laughs> I did have it written well down. Done. We owe him a favor. That's right. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I also have the name of the city, uh, the city of the damned of a thousand years in the blight. Okay. Tharok Tour. Oh, look at you. Wow. <laughs> Totally I, found, I found I found my notebook from uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> wow. How do you spell that, man? Tharok, uh, T-H-A-R-O-C, space T-U-R. All right, better, so better notes on my world than I do. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine are just a lot more condensed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, Chappie's quickly making notes. It's like, oh crap, I had forgotten what that was. <laughs> so, I recognize you. And you I are the guard. You. you are the guard that let us leave Alftrag <clears throat> when the place was exploding. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a bad day for everybody. I'm glad to see that you survived. He takes a long look around and says, I don't know if you call this surviving. <laughs> it's what we all do. I know that you used to be something of a guard and you used to have a job and but this is how the rest of us lived. But I'm glad to see that you are alive. Do you have stories of what has happened since then and what is going on now? We may really we sit, don't know. May we sit and eat. We brought food. If you brought food, we are happy to partake. And you notice as he, you know, Bright Axe has pulled out some rations and some wheels of cheese and whatnot. He actually does a decent job, he and, and, and a couple of people who come up to help him, of parsing it out fairly to everybody who's there and making sure everybody kind of gets a, um, a, a more or less equal uh, share of, of what you guys are able to share. And the Cobalt brought back a couple of things as well, but it was, I mean, it was really like you're talking like sewer rats and, you know, things that you could hunt down there. Um, although, you know, with all the weird shit going on, there's a couple of, you know, there's some small game that you would find in a jungle. There's a, you know, an iguana or something. There's, there's weird stuff that you would not expect down here. There were those dead things um, we just killed. We should have brought them too. <laughs> if he'd have known you did, he probably would have. Could have been good eats. Yeah. Um, Karth kind of talks to you while this is going on. And, and there are a lot of people who gather around. You're the first outsiders they've seen since the fall of Alfred. Um, and you basically get the idea from him, you know, it's, it's been touch and go. Like they, they've been down here. He was actually sent down here. He got a shit detail, uh, of a mission, uh, to come down here. And he was supposed to connect with some, some, uh, some kobolds, um, to connect with them and, and get them on a work assignment. There was something that had backed up somewhere and he was supposed to make contact with them and just happened to be down here when the city blew. Um, the different like some around the city from what they can gather the weave shattered and there are it works fine in some areas it works not fine in others you can't tell where you can't tell when it changes the different chambers are all screwy as you've come to find out um there are a lot of different effects within the chambers themselves um he knows there are other groups down here. He knows, I mean, well, you guys know that the, the population of kobolds was fairly sizable in this city. Um, and they've more or less, they had all survived at least the initial, the initial blast. Uh, but as far as he knows, anybody who was topside is dead. Um, but you do find, you know, every now and again, you'll find the odd city guard who had been down there or some sort of worker or something. So you'll see... A handful of dwarves or gnomes or humans, but it's it's very, very few and far between. Um, he has little to offer you as far as causes or any of that kind of stuff. Um, he has said that every now and again, there will be um, orcish patrols that go down there, but they have as hard a time as the rest of everybody else. So they usually will come down. Um, if they get lucky, they'll find, you know, an enclave of, of survivors and, and they'll attack them. But if they don't, they don't last very long. You know, the, the jungle or the whatever has as much effect on them as it does on you guys. They have they have nothing to mitigate that uh, any more than you do. 
does do we have um do you have any knowledge on on how to go deeper here or where we might access connections through the underground to other places uh i mean i'll be honest it's hard going um We've made it as far as the city center and the shaft, although the much there, the Cobalt Village that was there is 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 gone. Uh, <clears throat> that's not to say the Cobalts all died. We just we just don't know. But we made it as far as the shaft. Uh, we found a route that's fairly uncomplicated, but you do have to pass through some of those places where the weave has gone wacky on us. Um, We've made it down to the Dram Ward. We made actually we made it into each of the wards, but not very far. And it's it's the further away from the center you get, the the more broken things become. Um, the lake that was under the palace topside drained. Uh, just all the whatever whatever held it there, whatever plug held it there, fell away, and all that water just went down, presumably into the Underdark. It just fell. Um, so you can from the from the sewers in the shaft, you know, you look down, you just see darkness, but you look up, you're looking at the bottom of the palace. Well, honestly, we have... it's just been survival. It's not been, you know, we're just we're day to day here. We're not there's not a resistance or anything like that down here. We're just day to day. We do not have good news coming. Coming here is an army underground, and that is why we are here, to discover how or if there is a way to slow them down or where they might come up. They are coming to assist the army that is here, that is staged up, up on top. They are coming to make some something. And you just see like some spirit just drain out of him with that comment. He's like, you know, it's, it's, you've taken a beaten man and, and, you know, he just, he looks further beaten and just, you know, we've got to, we've got to get out of here. I'm going to go over to Conthard and just do, do we, do we try to take them back with us? Flesh, fresh blood could, could be good. Brendan, might we have a minute to discuss some things, the four of us? Is there a private area that we can stay, can stay for a moment? Yeah, use my, use my tent. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's really, it's less a tent. It's more just scraps of whatever the hell they could find um, that are kind of, you know, screwed together, hammered together. Gentlemen, please come inside. We need to discuss this for, real quickly. I thought that Toos, is it Swift, what's her name? Sprinter. Sprinter. Sprinter, thank you. Like running quickly? Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking Swifty, yeah, yeah. but I was like, that's not it. <laughs> Sprinter. I thought that too. But I do not think that we need to, there's no way to do it through the teleportation circle. Is the uh, scroll for mass teleportation? 
No, it's a regular. It's just teleportation circle. So like six, six people, eight people, something like that. I think it's eight. I'd have to look. Oh, here's my thinking though. Back at Thoracter, we, you and I are the same thinking that um, what's his name? Um, Fallout is not doing justice to Kelimvor. He has people under his sway. Would it not be useful to have more people under our sway? Yes, but you don't have to convince me to bring these people. I, I believe that would be best for them and us as well. Any more people we can get back to the city would be great. It's just how do we do that? And is it worth, is it, worth it for us to take them somehow? We can definitely take a few. Even if we got them, could we get them to a safe place? Doesn't one of your other friends uh, use teleportation? Yes, but I don't believe he can do that many at a time either. Well, we, we have, you said 35 to 40? Is that how many people there are? In this chamber, yeah. It would be slow. If we could get them out to the city, uh, the location that we came in. Uh, just a, a point of reference for uh, size and distance away from the edge of, ta- of the, uh, the walls. How far is the residence that we came in on? Um, what's his name's? Um, the doll Reginald. Yeah, doll Reginald. It's really difficult to say because of the way the tunnels kind of twist. And no, no, I mean, of... is it close to, uh, outside? Is it close to the wall, to the outside wall of the, his his area? His, the point of the star? Oh, no, he was closer to, he was, he was closer to the palace. To the he was in the, he was in a nicer area of town that was okay. um, kind of adjacent to the palace. You actually... Haven't gone super far, believe it or not. We haven't um, gone that far. Okay. Yeah, it just it feels like you have, but you really you're you're not terribly far from the palace. <clears throat> if we got them back to the palace or back to the teleportation circle, they would at least be safer there than, than they are here. And then then we might start bringing them over. I I'm sure Chappy. I got these teleportation circles. Could I get more scrolls like this if we knew there were people who need them? Well, and like you said, Rolthar could do it. Yeah, you're yeah. not sure, but Rolthar could jump back and forth. You just spend, I mean, least... You're talking about probably spending a few days doing that, though, because it's it's a fifth-level right. spell. He's, he's limited in how many he can cast per right. day. They at least would have a place to stay while we, we waited for, for this I... friend of yours to teleport. I agree, and we could teleport back and bring the Randa, our ship, back and pick them all up. It's, it's we have just, a way. Be... Do we have a way to send a message? Yes. To the captain of the Randa, I can perhaps do that. we can just message him to to make his way here. Would we want him to come that close? I would think we'd want to get them out of the city first. Do we want them to come 
the ship to come to the city? We do not know who else might be here. Fair. But that uh, could potentially it depends solve on, the issue. It depends on time. We could definitely take them back to where we are. So let's at least make the offer and let him decide what he would like to do. If he wants to take all his people to Dal Reginalds and they could stay there while we ferry them back and forth over a matter of three or four days. Maybe that would suffice. Yeah, I think we make that offer and as we're going back and forth, we can bring some food for those that are still over here. And well, there, uh, were there were plenty of rats. If they've been dining <laughs> on the food down here, up, up top, we could, I'm sure they could catch some rats. And True, true. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't like the idea of bringing the randa right on in the city. I think that's, no. that's a Not that far place. into the city. It's Less. right next to the palace. Yeah. All right. So if we are in agreement, I will go make the offer to Brendan. Uh, he takes you up on it almost immediately. And um, he's Do you really want to? ready to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A ask him um, if this settles the favor we owe him. Uh, if you can get him out of here, it absolutely settles the favor you owe him. Um, and he can even, he's fairly confident now that he has kind of a, now that you've kind of given him a, a direction to go and a place to be, he's fairly confident he can even get his people to the Reginald residence um, on his own. Um, he's, he's not worried about navigating that. They've been moving through these tunnels quite a bit. Um, it's been difficult. The problem is they just, they're exploring, right? They don't know quite where they're going. But if he has, based on your directions and, and kind of an endpoint in mind and kind of what to look for, he's fairly confident that he can get them there. And right. when he says so, like they begin packing up immediately, like they're ready to get GTFO, like they done. Um, I'm going to walk over to uh, Cronthide and, and just quietly speak to him and say, I do not mean to impose more of my thoughts, but you are someone who holds some sway. I respect you. Others respect you. We know you have a connection to Kelamvor. Should you not at least prepare this leader of what he's walking into? Gain him to your side now while you have him before, before we get there. Because I think his people, they trust him. And if he is yours, then they are yours too. Well, they're not going without us. So we that can have that true. conversation later. Of greater interest is, is there any of them that can help guide us to that central um, shaft that uh, by the path they mentioned, that's relatively safe? Just not the kobold. They're, they're so annoying. Yeah, so we know. <laughs> I think I think Sprinter's got a really good point. Um, I, I think it's first of all only fair that that he knows what where he's going and what what that's kind of about. Um, I, I just think that's a real good idea. Well, 
I think we should send them at least to Dal Reginald's to wait for us. Absolutely. And then I'll have that conversation with him before we begin the teleportation. We have to wait for Rolthar to make his way back anyway. But yes, I agree. He needs to know what he is uh, getting his people into. And maybe, like you said, Sprinter, we may have we have may have more on our side as we go. And as you guys have that conversation with him, he is, you know, he's of a mind that, you know, the known known is worse than the known unknown and is more than happy to uh, do that. He's also more than happy to offer you up a guide to help you get through to the center, if assuming that's where you want to go. Um, it is, unfortunately, Chris, sorry, it is a kobold. Uh, his name is Synced, S-I-N-Q-T. And he's got it a little more together. Um, you can tell he was probably like a foreman type um, on his work crew. Um, and he's, he's, he's a little more with it. So he's less annoying than me? Uh, I didn't say that. How? Oh. <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> Couldn't be more annoying, right? Well, anything's possible. Yeah. All right. So now that we are heading that way towards the uh, the shaft that goes down to the Underdark gentlemen, I am not sure what we are looking for. Well... We were talking about finding a way to slow the army that was coming, were we not? Yes. So if we could find a way to, if we could discover where they might come to the city, we might find a way to either block the passages or um, maybe even create something more deadly that uh, would slow them down. All right. Well, I suppose we'll get there and we'll see. Okay. So are you taking off or what are you doing? Yep. We'll take off and head with the, uh, we'll bid uh, Brendan good luck getting back through those random rooms. Okay. And then we're going to head with the cobalt towards the uh, pit. Okay. Um, so at this point it's 20 after 10, so we'll probably, uh, we'll get you guys started. You, you make it through. There are a couple of the rooms, um, odd effects. Again, you go into one that is an icy landscape, um, like icy, like, like the mountains of cliff breaker icy. Um, uh, he manages because he's with you. Um, uh, you manage to skirt uh, a couple of different, like you see, and, and they don't match. It's, in the icy area, there's like a dire troll, um, which would not normally be in that environment. Um, you go through another jungle room um, and you come across, um, you know, animals that are, or aberrations that would come out of the underdark. Like it doesn't quite match up. It's, it's just, it's almost like the weave has been, you know, the weave around it is like in a Ziploc bag and somebody just shook it up 
and then spilled it back out. And you've got like this magic omelet. It's very strange. Um, magic but it's, it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Mm. Magic omelets. Magic omelets. Um, but you do manage to make it to the center uh, where the shaft is, which, as you'll recall, it was a, it was kind of a big, it was an, an enormous chamber under the under the uh, the palace, um, that kind of had walls that kind of built up around the shaft itself that the kobolds had actually lived on, and it was it was a pretty thick, meaty wall. Um, those are all gone. Their residences are all gone. Um, the place looks <laughs> again like it's been cleansed by fire. Um, and you do see down there, um, you do see fortifications, but these are orcish fortifications and you do see orcs. So you kind of come out the way they bring you out through these different chambers is you're actually, you're above the shaft and to, to one of the sides kind of looking down on it. Um, and you can kind of get troop counts and things like that. It's a small number of orcs. It's only, well, a relatively small number of orcs. It's, it's uh, a grouping of between 25 and 30 that are here to secure this area. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's actually, it's not going to be terrible for you guys. Um, um, and again, as you kind of look up, you can see outside. And as you, as you look out, it is, you know, it is the bottom of the palace, uh, which is kind of a big, um, a big bowl. All would be the bottom side of a bowl. Um, and as you kind of look out to the sides of that, you can see night sky above it. Um, on the bottom of the palace, there is an enormous mass kind of hanging there, uh, upside down, almost bat-like, um, upside down hanging there. And you realize this is some sort of, um, it, it takes you a little while. And as you're talking to Saint, he basically says, this is where the bone yards are coming from down here. Um, it is, it's, it's too dark to tell what color it is, but it's some sort of really large dragon hanging there, kind of sleeping, roosting upside down. Um, interesting. It's unlike one you've ever seen before, but it is definitely a, a dragon type of some sort. And that is, that is where we'll go ahead and finish off for the evening. Oh, goody. How is the uh, how is this thing suspended above the? Is it chains? I thought it was chains was holding up the palace. The palace? No, yeah. the palace had three kind of thoroughfares that okay. were that were um, they were like roads built up. There were like these really big bridges that kind of met um, in the middle, kind of like the Triskelion in the uh, old Ultimate comics. Kind of runs up into the middle, and then there's a tower above it, and it just in this case. It's the underneath the tower is hollowed out. There was a lake under there um, right. that the water was somehow magically suspended. And when that magic went and when the city blew, it just dropped. And so the lake drained into the Underdark. It just hmm. went down the shaft and whatever so re- happened. Really, happened. we just need a bunch of C4, guys. Well, I remember something about you said mentioned chain. Wasn't there a chain that went from like each one of the star points? No, am I imagining things? I feel like I there thought there was somewhere. a chains, but the, like I always pictured that all these chains like was help, helping to hold it up somehow. But there went to towers been, on the outside. Yeah, there there may have been, but it was it's always been held up by the the three thoroughfares. All right, all right. Yeah. So if we just blow the three bridges, it'll fall it'll right crush, down. Yeah, it'll crush the dragon. It will be done. Well, as it's a hole and and block the pathway in. 
There yeah. you go. Problem solved. Oh, I love this plan. Should, we probably should have. Had a I love this plan. Let's go for it. That's how you I, I win D and D right there. That's how you win D and D. I think we probably shouldn't have said that in front of the DM. No, I think it's great. I think it's excellent. It's an excellent plan. Well, let's go talk to Meep. We'll head back. We'll talk to Meep, and we'll see if he can invent some magical C4. There you go. We need large quantities of boom powder. 